Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel will be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, we actually get to dive into the topic of baptism, which crazy enough, it's been a year of doing this podcast. We have yet to touch on the topic of baptism, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, actually for me, baptism was never really on my radar as a podcast episode. I never really thought about it before. I don't know why. And then Addie brought it up and I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't know. And we just started going into it a little bit more and thinking about it and praying about it. And it just started clicking and we were like, okay, you know, we can do this. Let's do a baptism episode. So here we are. Here we are. And number two, I think the topic of baptism has a lot of different questions involved in it, or it is a topic of discussion for a lot of people because different denominations really approach the topic of baptism differently. So we really wanted to kind of just address that and go straight to the Bible and be like, hey, what does the Bible say about this? We just did a whole like series. I guess it wasn't a series. It was more like two episodes on what does the Bible say about this? And we list out different topics. So I guess technically we could throw <laughs> this baptism under that same. Yeah, same we're thing. not taking quite the same approach with it, but two points we want to make totally clear before we even start this episode is number one, baptism does not save you. And number two, baptism does not change you. Yes. So if you got nothing out of this episode, if you turn us off now, remember those two points. Mm -hmm. It doesn't save you and it doesn't change you. However, it doesn't mean that it's not important. And baptism is actually something that that we have both (laughs) done in our life. So Ella, what is your baptism story? You've got you've got kind of a story for us. Yeah, I guess. So when I was young, my family went to a non-denominational church, so I was never baptized as an infant. But then we moved, and when we moved, we went to a Lutheran church. And that church was like, hey, you know, we baptize infants here and whatever. And the thought with this Lutheran church my family went to was never this baptism cleanses the baby, it doesn't save the baby. It was kind of like a child dedication thing. It was more of that stance with it. But anyway, so once we moved, I was probably around eight then. I received infant-style baptism. I had the water sprinkled over my head, but I was eight. And then, you know, as I got older, I started to get more involved with the Baptist church and with Pastor Aaron Moore, who's been on our podcast before, and um, he gave a message on baptism one time, and the whole time he was talking, I felt like God was talking to me. You know, those, we all have those moments, the Holy Spirit, whatever. Anyways, and so I knew, like, this is what God wants. This is being obedient. God tells us this is how baptism is in the Bible. And so I just started talking about it more with Pastor Aaron and his wife and really just diving into what baptism is and how it should be done. And they were answering all my questions for me. And so then I was baptized just this last summer by immersion. Pastor Aaron baptized me. And that was a really special thing for me because by the time I was baptized, I fully understood what was going on and why we do this and it was just a lot more meaningful because I totally understood that and that was definitely a special day for me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, like Ella, was actually baptized twice. However, my story differs a little bit. So I was baptized as an infant, you know, the whole sprinkling deal. And then we moved um, and we moved churches as well. And when that happened, um, I was there for a couple of years and I ended up accepting Christ. And then after that, I decided to get baptized because my dad was getting baptized. And so my dad got baptized and then he baptized me as well. And kind of how Ella said, you know, I like fully understood baptism at the time that I was baptized. I understood that like baptism was something that you do after you're saved. And I understood that it was like an outward proclamation of what Christ had done inside of me. So I understood that part, but I don't think I understood, you know, everything the Bible says about baptism. And I don't think I really realized the significance of it, I guess, at that time. So I too was baptized twice. So we kind of have similar stories, I guess, on that aspect. Yes. So we are going to go into what baptism really is. And I thought this was really interesting when I was studying up on the topic. It actually started as a practice in the Old Testament long before Jesus's arrival on earth, long before John the Baptist started doing this. But Levite priests were commanded to perform a symbolic cleansing in water before and after performing their priestly duties. The whole practice of baptism kind of started from the Levite priests doing this in the Old Testament of like this whole cleansing ritual thing. And then also Jews would baptize converts to Judaism. So when a Gentile or converted to Judaism, the Jews would baptize them as a traditional act of kind of purification and like initiation into this Jewish faith. Yeah, and baptism today is normally done by immersion into water, just as a sign of repentance and forgiveness. And a quote that my church normally likes to say a lot when asked, like, why, like, why do we get baptized? And really, baptism is an outward expression of an inward faith. That's what we like to say. And so it's basically like declaring to the world, like, I'm changed. I've made this decision. I've accepted Christ into my heart. And it's kind of like just proclaiming that to the world. But there also is, you know, different types of baptism. Not everyone practices baptism by immersion. You know, there's also pouring and sprinkling that, you know, some churches practice as infants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about sprinkling or pouring versus immersion baptism and which one is right which one is right in god's eyes and so the word baptize comes from the greek word baptizo meaning to dip and so the word baptized was used in the first century to describe the process by which cloth was dyed so like when a white cloth is immersed into a dye the cloth and the dye become one they're combined and so baptism the word literally means to immerse. So that's part of the reason we get the idea of baptism by immersion, but also baptism is a picture of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, which are all symbolized by the immersion into water and coming back out. Mm -hmm. And in the Bible, we don't really ever see an instance of like John the Baptist just sprinkling water on people's head. Mm -hmm. It always was done, you know, in a body of water and they would physically dip the person into the water. So the Bible really is... Like that is the picture that we see in the Bible is actually immersion or dipping the person fully in the water. Yeah, and before we get any further into this baptism topic, I wanted to talk about the difference between a spiritual baptism and a water baptism because believe it or not, they are two different things. And so spiritual baptism, this takes place at the moment of salvation. This is like when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your heart and you're saved. This is 
what we call a spiritual baptism. So you're immersed into Christ, Christ comes into you, you join the body of Christ, like you're totally one with each other. And this is like a spiritual inward reality. This happens when you're saved. Mm -hmm. I don't say you don't have to do anything to get this, but like once you accept salvation, it just like happens. Like the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. And then water baptism is like a step or a choice that you get to make after the first spiritual baptism occurs. And so this obviously takes place following salvation. It's not a part of salvation. That's why we say baptism doesn't save you because it's like baptism isn't necessary to enter into the kingdom of heaven. However, we do see in the Bible that it is a step that us Christians can make. But after, you know, you've made that decision to be saved and you have received that spiritual baptism, you can be immersed into water or choose to be baptized as a picture of your union with Christ. And this is just like the outward symbol. Like we said earlier, it's an outward expression of the inward faith that you have received. Right, right. So why do we practice baptism as Christians? Well, number one, God commands it. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so this is just one verse where Jesus is specifically saying, be baptized. He commands us to be baptized. And we see over and over again in scripture, the example of people believing in Christ, accepting him as their savior and going and being baptized. Yeah. And secondly, baptism actually identifies us with Christ. And we see this idea in Galatians chapter three, verse 27 says, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. And that's kind of the picture here that it's telling us in Galatians chapter three, that we die to our sins and the desires of our flesh as we're being, you know, dunked into the water. And as we're raised out of that water, we are given a new life in him. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And really when we're saved, this is when we truly decide to die to ourselves and raise up with Christ. But baptism is just showing that. And I felt like for me, this point especially was, it's really hard to explain. It's really weird to explain, but I just truly felt it in the Holy Spirit in me, just knowing like I've died to my sins. I've died to my flesh and I've been raised up to life with Christ. And Like I said, this really happens when we're saved, but baptism is just a representation of that. Right. It's like the symbol. So spiritual, the spiritual baptism occurs. This actually happens where we die to our flesh and we're raised to new life in Christ. But then we do it in the water to Mm -hmm. kind of symbolize it and to tell the whole world, like, guys, like I'm saved. I'm a new creation in Mm -hmm. Christ. And number three is baptism is your testimony for Christ. So Matthew chapter three, verses five through six says, people from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. And so we see in scripture here that baptism is a public event. You know, people flocked around to see Mm -hmm. this happening. It was an exciting event and it was showing others that they have trusted Christ as their savior. It was a testimony of their salvation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a really good way to get people to church because you can say, Hey, I'm being baptized this Sunday. You should come, whatever. It's a super easy way to get people to come. And When I was baptized, I shared my testimony with the church, and this is how it normally goes for most churches. You share your testimony, whatever, 
And so this is a really easy way for people to hear your testimony, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to see this visual representation of salvation in your baptism as well. So it's a really good testimony, and it's a really easy way to get people to come to church, too. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, you have friends who are unbelievers who do end up coming to your baptism and they hear your testimony, number one, they heard your story beforehand, and then hopefully they get to witness the change in you afterwards of like, wow, she really is living out her life differently. And if they hear that testimony, you know, beforehand, or you talk openly to them about it, they're like, huh, this change is because of Jesus Christ. So yeah, it is, it's a very good, um, it's a very good way to, you know, represent the gospel to them. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So before I was baptized by immersion, I would like see videos or go to other people's baptisms and whatever. And I always thought it was like this huge deal like it changed you something magical happened when you were under that water because I was always like wow that is cool what's going on there so we're going to talk about what the big deal is behind baptism Mm -hmm. or all the videos of you know people being baptized and then they come up like crying and their life is absolutely changed I know I would see those and I was like what happens when you're under the water I don't get it I don't understand and that was a big thing when I was kind of making the decision to be baptized by immersion because I would like look up these YouTube videos of other people's baptisms and stuff or I'd see friends baptisms and I was like what changes what happens and my pastor's like um nothing (laughs) nothing changes under the water and that's a big point that I wanted to hit in this episode is baptism isn't going to change you you're not going to come out of the water suddenly living this new life, being a whole new person, whatever. Salvation is what changes you. Jesus Christ working in your heart and in your life, that's what changes you over time, that process of sanctification. And baptism is often an emotional thing for people just because God wants us to be baptized. And I think especially if you've been convicted about baptism for a long time, the Holy Spirit constantly pushing Once you are baptized, it's just such a relief to obey that conviction and obey what God was telling you to do. That's really how I felt when I was baptized. Like a weight came off my shoulders when I came out of that water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So baptism, it obviously doesn't save you. It doesn't change you. And it should follow salvation as that picture. But what saves you? Well, in Romans um, chapter 10, verse 9, it says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So we see right here in this verse, it's confession and belief that equals Mm -hmm. salvation. It doesn't say baptism in here. Right, right. And if you do have more questions about salvation or whatever, we did our salvation episode with Pastor Aaron Moore. So definitely go and listen to that. It's a really good episode. But another thing is... Baptism does not wash away your sins when you're under the water either. In 1 John 1, 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. And Ephesians 1, 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And so we see over and over again in scripture, we only put two verses in here, but there's a million of them out there that only the blood of Jesus can wash away our sins. Baptism does not wash away your sins, only Jesus's blood. And a lot of churches believe, especially in the Catholic church, that infant baptism washes away or cleanses the child from their parents' original sin that they inherited. 
but that's not the case we see in scripture only Jesus's blood can wash away your sins and cleanse you Mm -hmm. that is a very popular belief not not even just in the Catholic church, but in a lot of other denominations. And I think that is too why we see a lot of sprinklings as infants because it's like, oh, cleansing you from original sin or cleansing Mm -hmm. you from sin. But obviously when we look into scripture, it says, no, like that is not how it works. The blood of Jesus Christ and that belief and confession in him is the only thing that cleanses us from that sin. And so that's why we have to be careful when approaching that, this topic of like, hey, it's not the water that, that cleans you. It is Christ. And if it Mm-hmm. it was the water like then i'd be dunking everybody like come on you guys <laughs> yeah. let's get cleansed whatever it's like but, the fountain of youth <laughs> <laughs> right but that's not the case and i don't know it's kind of sad to me how everyone just thinks you just baptize your baby that's just what you do like i have a coworker the other day who's telling me about getting her son baptized he's an infant and i was like oh how come you're baptizing your baby you know just just asked a basic question, whatever. And she's like, I don't know. That's just what you do. And I was like, well, yes, that is what everybody does, but that's not necessarily what God wants us to do. And so that's definitely a popular thing. And I don't think everyone going into the infant baptism has the mindset of this is going to cleanse my child's sin, but that's often a thought with the whole infant baptism thing. Right. And I think too, some people believe that it like gains their child's special favor with God, mm, which is yeah. also not true. And some churches even like teach this where they're like, hey, baptism is a way of gaining God's grace. But grace is undeserved kindness. So if it's undeserved kindness, that means we can't even earn it. Like right. there's no way for us to earn something that is undeserved. And so we get God's grace no matter what. So it's not that baptism even gains a special favor with God. That That's not how that works either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also want to mention that no, baptism does not save you, but it's also not a step in the salvation process either. So once you profess that Jesus is Lord, you repent of your sins, you hand your life over to him, you accept that gift of salvation, you're saved. Baptism is just something that you do afterwards to show other people that you're already saved, you've accepted Christ's gift, and it allows you to identify with Christ in his death and resurrection. Yeah, so to make that really clear, you can be saved, you can die without being baptized, and you will still go to heaven. Like, mm-hmm. just to lay that out there. However, baptism is a step that we see in the Bible, and it is a step that we are called to do as believers in Christ. So it's not essential for us, but God wants us to be baptized and as a Christian, you know, if we have accepted salvation and we have given our lives over to Christ, we should be obedient to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard an analogy just recently, actually, about a wedding ring and kind of referring this to baptism. Like you can wear a ring and not be married and you can be married and not wear a ring. So baptism in the same way, you could get baptized and not truly be saved, but you could also truly be saved but never get baptized. And so baptism isn't a make or break, but we should do it as Christians once we've already been saved, just as a means of being obedient to God. And I think when true salvation occurs, we normally just have this Holy Spirit that's inside of us. And like Ella said, she's like, I don't know, I just felt felt like the pastor was speaking right to me. Mm-hmm. That's really just your Holy Spirit inside you. Like, hey, you should do this. You right. should do this. Right. Yeah, so if you have received infant baptism already, like you might have like Addie and I, or maybe you were baptized and you weren't really saved, or who knows what the case was. Is it okay to be baptized again? 
well, me and Ella were both baptized twice, if that <laughs> makes you feel any better. But the Bible actually presents baptism as a one-time event. So we see, you know, John the Baptist is out there baptizing people, but he wasn't like, hey, come in the water, get baptized. And then also he's like, hey, the next day, come in the water, get baptized. <laughs> no, like the Bible is a picture of baptism as a one-time event. It signifies salvation and obviously like we've said you can't lose your salvation so it's not like i can be saved tomorrow not be saved today and then have Mm -hmm. to do it again Mm -hmm. no salvation is a one-time event just like baptism is a one-time event however like in me and ella's case like since i was baptized as an infant i wasn't saved then you know i hadn't made that choice for myself yet and so to me that wasn't a baptism because i wasn't declaring my face (laughs) my face (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I wasn't declaring my faith to the whole world to say like, hey, like I've made this decision for myself and I want to um, show you guys that I've made this decision. So for me, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't speak on behalf of you, but for me, I wanted to be baptized because to me, all I had done the first time was water sprinkled on my head. Mm -hmm. It didn't do a single thing. Yeah. So if your first baptism you received wasn't a true baptism, it wasn't a biblical baptism. So if you were baptized as an infant, baptized before you were truly saved, baptized by sprinkling or pouring, a lot of different examples along these lines, then yes, you should definitely be re-baptized because this is being obedient to Christ. And If you've been baptized unbiblically, you should ask the Lord for wisdom. If your conscience is unsure, it would probably be best to just go ahead and be rebaptized biblically to put the conscience at ease because Romans 14, 23, it says, but if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For if you are not following your convictions, if you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. And so basically, if you're living in that conviction, the Holy Spirit's telling you your first baptism wasn't biblical, you need to be rebaptized, but you just keep ignoring this, that's sinning right there. And like I said, once I was finally biblically baptized by immersion, once I was already saved, I felt a weight come off my shoulders when I came up out of the water because the Holy Spirit had been convicting me for a while, telling me, Ella, you need to be baptized. Your first baptism wasn't biblical. And so when I finally did take that step of obedience, I knew what I did was right in God's eyes. Mm -hmm. And a little backstory on this. I'm not sure if I didn't share this, so Ella, you can cut this out (laughs) if you want. But I had asked Ella to do a baptism episode like at the beginning like near the beginning of doing this yeah, podcast yeah. and she was like I don't know I just I just don't feel like we can talk about this she was like very uneasy about the idea and this was before I knew that she was like being convicted by the Holy Spirit to like do a topic on that so mm-hmm. I really just think it shows how like this while we can sit here and say like if your first baptism wasn't biblical you should go ahead and get baptized yes definitely do that but pray about it ask yes, the Holy yes. Spirit to convict you and like See if you're ready for that step. Yeah, so that's pretty much all we have for you guys today with this whole baptism topic. We understand there's a lot of different specific areas of this topic we could go into much more specifically, but we just kind of wanted to give you, here's what it is, here's why we do it, the different method, whatever. Just a basic overall view of baptism, and we hope that you guys can gain a better understanding of baptism and what God wants for us as believers with baptism as well. Yeah, and... 
I don't know, for some reason I'm thinking this podcast might cause people to ask some questions, especially if they have been baptized as an infant. So if you have questions, send us them in the DMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not experts at anything, but we'd be happy to, you know, send you in the right way of your Bible to really um, get the true answers to these questions. So yeah, like Ella said, that is all we have for you today, and we will see you guys in a future episode. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening.